That time. It is that time. It's, it's right time now. for probably science. It's literally the time for it's probably science. Big week, you guys, for a number of reasons. Daft Punk new album on Friday. Yep, that's a kind of science. Is that only count as science because they dress today. as robots? I think that counts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ca- they, they count as they're a science band. It, 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 uh, it, <laughs> it's a new category in yeah, iTunes. Science yeah. band. Yeah, they're a science band. Uh, no, it leaked today though. It leaked. So by the whoever's listening to this already, I assume they have the internet warehouse to yep to get it. Go check it out. Be an illegal. Actually, you can stream it also for free right now. You can now stream it from, from their iTunes. website. So, so do that. This the- is not brought to you by Daft Punk, but it should be this episode. Do that. And then, and then buy it. Yes. Yeah. And then buy it. Stream it and buy it. It's pretty awesome. Actually, uh, past guest Peter Serafinovich directed a video that he stars in for... Uh, I watched that. That's awesome. For Get Lucky. Yeah. The, he has three heads and they're all so saying great. different parts yeah, of so it. Yeah, so there we go. This podcast is just two degrees of separation from Daft Punk. Sure. That's true. Yeah, sure. wow. Also, they, awesome. live up, they live up the street, so that'd be... That's even closer. Uh, they live the in the street valley? in France. The Daft Punkers. They live on this side of Maholland. And they? you've seen their faces. I've seen one of their faces. Wow. Yeah. That's the voice of Jesse Case, by the way, who is uh, our co-host for the day. My name's Andy Wood. I'm here with Matt Kirshen. Hello. And um, we should should we just go straight on to introducing our guest? Let's, Let's get it. into it. I don't know how we haven't had you on here before. Um, because Friends, he's a busy didn't. guy. He's I don't a busy know. guy. <laughs> busy guy, always on the road, but in LA. Yes. Uh, yeah, the last time Matt and I saw each other, we were in New York, and that was only like two weeks ago. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm John Roy. That's my name. John Roy. John Roy. There he is. Thank you for joining us. Very uh, funny. Originally out of Chicago. Yes. But in LA and traveling the world now. Yes. Well, Canada. Is that the world? <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of where hey. I go. <laughs> we have Canadian listeners, I think. Sure. Uh, yeah. Cool. Maybe some of them saw me. I was just in. <laughs> I do Western Canada all the time, like Edmonton and Calgary. And Edmonton like has that. the best mall in North America. Uh, the biggest. Screw you, Mall in America. <laughs> it is kind of weird finding out that they have the biggest mall. You would think that that would be something we would have. It's like yeah. finding out that we don't have the world's fattest eight year olds. You're like, really? <laughs> you would yeah. think that would be it's something cool. we would do. But it's I mean, isn't call. it because of. Uh, is it part of it? Is the, the inclement weather there? So it has to be the giant enclosed things, and you never have to go outside. Or am I yeah, just well, they do have a, they have a hockey rink in there. There's a pirate ship that they built. There is. Um, there's, uh, Japan, there's, there's, Japan has the most pedophilia. Oh, really? Yeah, good for think, them. You would think that'd be a strictly <laughs> way American. to go, guys. Well, no, we don't have we lots would, of uh, yeah, we don't have lots of sailor cartoons of little girls in miniskirts. Like, there's more in Japan's culture, yeah. I think, to prod them toward that. America sure. hasn't done the vending machine of underwear yet. No, right. yet. But yet. um, yeah. uh. But the mall, the Edmonds, West Edmonton Mall, does have a roller coaster that once killed someone, and they just kept it going. They just they well they I think they tweaked it a bit, but then they reopened it. Sure, it's a fun roller coaster. I've got a good picture of myself and some other comics on there. You went on the and, roller coaster. Uh, it's a great roller coaster. You made one of the indoor death one. I wouldn't have gone. I don't, Fifteen minutes of fun is not worth nope. death risk. Well, it hasn't killed anyone for a while. It was a good couple of decades ago that it did that. And then it's got a water park with uh, some incredible. It's got a water slide, like a vertical drop water slide that has a loop in it. Oh wow! Um, that sounds like real head cracking possibility. It's great. Shit. What if it's you don't? Because some people you can ride a, ro- uh, a water slide different ways. You can sort of change how much friction you have based on how you're. So this if you just didn't give yourself enough speed going into that well this you one you don't really have much of a choice but there is an escape thing at the bottom there's a bit where they can like they can fish you out if you if you don't make the loop but uh it's a kind of sideways loop it's a little bit it does go up upside down but it goes like at an angle i don't know um, if i trust canadian oh, I engineers okay. have they built anything what have they got what's the big thing um toronto um has a i thought you were toronto was a thing that they built they built toronto that's halifax had the world's largest 
man-made, man-caused explosion in history. Yeah, but that's a bad thing. You know, like, we <laughs> look, look at our explosions. You can trust us. Um, um, no, Toronto had some really tall building needle thing that's... Uh, Clearly, it's memorable. This, yeah, um, well, it's big, tall. New- Generally, Canadian architecture sucks. Okay. I'll give it that. I, I, I'm not a fan. I don't find their cities beautiful. Um, I liked Toronto when I was there. I'll say that. I, I did a tour. I'm going to of- edit all of us out. No, so our- no. <laughs> look, look, to all the listeners, this is, uh, Je- uh, is Jesse. I was born in Kingston, Ontario. Um, I'm, I'm, so I got an inside scoop here. Go fuck yourself. He has a Neil Canadian Young shirt on as he speaks, I too, am by the way. A Neil Young shirt. So, like, he's already, like, defusing his Canadian criticisms with a pro Canadian statement. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm, pu- on I'm, his shirt. I'm basically pulling the eye of a black friend. With, with <laughs> he's got a Canadian yeah. friend who's a friend of everyone because he's an international music star that I've but, never met. Yes. But, <laughs> but as a Canadian, I don't have a black friend. Okay. But, um, <laughs> they've got him in Toronto and Vancouver. And, uh, yeah, yeah. No, they got black people. No, Nigel's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> hey, I think, hey, I think let's the, go on the road. The issue, the issue with, with black people in Canada is just that the, the, the short you. ones are the ones who are always trying to come over here. <laughs> yeah. And the tall, handsome ones get on all the CBC no, no. shows. Like Degrassi, it's all tall, handsome black people wear uh, and the splashing at the mall. <laughs> and when they're too idea. tall, they make them sit in a wheelchair. It's not fair. <laughs> what they did to Drake. Uh, for those who Drake have no up? idea what this last bit was about, oh, yeah. listen to the episode two ago, uh, the argument that happened at about the 45-minute mark with Gallagher, and then we apologize in advance for you having done that. Right. Um, yeah, but this water slide, you don't have much choice in how you go down it because the way it works is you, you step into a capsule you lean against the back wall, and then it goes three, two, one, and then the floor disappears, and you just drop. I love it. I love it. Wow. That that's, is every nervous kid's <laughs> nightmare. Like, but, the kid that just thinks he's going to just feel it out and maybe get on. And yeah. like, right. No, you're right. dropping through the floor. I hate heights, and I, I'm really bad at things like jumping off a diving board. Like, I'm the, I will back down Me off too. that. Yeah. But... This thing I'm all right with because you step into it and then you have Doesn't no control. Like... But also you have no control over right. it. You can't then back out. It's not up to you to go uh, to press the button or not and back off. Once you're in there, you just go, well, shit, I'm committed now. Well, here we right. go. And yeah. then it drops Bradley, and then and then the thing. ride's over in about like five seconds. You, you don't have the problem sure. of, have you seen the clip of that uh, older woman who, who that's, went skydiving? That's what we call Schrodinger's mat. Gets on a log flume. Have you seen that video of the woman who was skydiving and she tried to kind of back her way out of it? She didn't want to do it, but the guy who was tandeming with her, like, you can't back out once you're, you got to go. And right. she backed out so hard that she kind of came out of her harness and then the whole drop down and there's another camera person next to it showing she's being held up by her knees and her elbows, but her <laughs> ass is just out of everything. And it's like, she looks like she's about to fall to her death. Wow. It's, oh my that's God. Be the most ter- is she screaming the whole way down? It was great. Uh, was she screaming? I couldn't really hear it. To I'm get sure me was. to skydive, you would have to put a bag over my head like a CIA <laughs> rendition. Wow, it yeah. would be a, a four-man job, and I would have to be whatever drug makes you not yeah. aware of anything. What did they sure. give B.A. Baracus to make him fall asleep on planes? Uh, milk. To- milk. He was allergic that's to all- milk, and they would give him milk. I thought they put it. drugs in the milk. No, you're right. They did, but he, I, I guess that's what it was. They drugged the milk. <laughs> just, you don't want him to go into anaphylactic milk. shock. You just want him to sleep. B.A. <laughs> Baracus. Yeah. Um, I pity the fool. makes my throat close up. <laughs> um, I uh, give one more shout-out for Canadian science, because this was one of the biggest crossed over into mainstream news this week in this Canadian science field. Chris Hadfield, a Canadian astronaut who's been in and out of space for the last 10 years and been making some of the best videos from space, some of the best pictures. Oh, I haven't uh, seen those. Oh, check out his Twitter Gotta feed. Gotta check out his space vine. Yeah. He, he <laughs> does, he'll, he'll send tweets from space with pictures of, like, things from, a, like, pictures of 
continents and rivers and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever and also his fellow astronauts spacewalking. Uh, but he has just released... He's just left the space station uh, and he released the first ever music video filmed in space. Nice. He covered uh, Bowie's uh, Space oh, Oddity. Uh, that's a good breakup argument, too, if the chick dumps you and you're like, I tweeted you from space. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just a good, uh, good uh, solid a good point you can get in that argument. Wasn't... Uh, <laughs> uh, I think... <laughs> I think, uh, you, know, you want points when you get broken up with. You want to show her what you did. <laughs> Guided by Voices was the first band to be played on Mars because the, the, the rover would wake itself up every day with music. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's, if, you know, if, if a sound is too loud, like if it's storming or something, it, it's triggered to wake itself up to, to take cover. So, so it, it, it'll play a song. And, they have know. a lot of song titles that are appropriate for that, too. Gold Star for Robot Boy, I Am yeah. a Scientist. Lots of stuff that would be There's good. There's a lot of uh, stuff that could, be, that could be done on Mars, yeah. Do you think Pollard ever woke up chain. from his drunk to find out they did that? <laughs> or do you think he's from what I hear, they're playing glad girls up on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> my friend, uh, this is not a science story at all, my friend who is a bigger gentleman was at one of those last kind of voices shows before they broke up, which now is not a breakup because they're back together. Uh, but he he just jumped onto stage uh, when they were singing "Motor Away," okay, and tried to sing along with the band. But he was as drunk as Pollard was, so Pollard didn't mind. So he's just kind of like arm around him. They're both singing, and the loser some, the audience. Somebody somebody <laughs> happened to be recording this set. <laughs> And uh, you could hear the people who were recording it. You could hear them talking about what a shithead my friend <laughs> is in the bootleg of it. That's awesome. But then you could also hear, once the song finishes, which, by the way, he, he didn't realize he for, didn't know any of the lyrics. He thought he knew all the lyrics. All he knew was, <laughs> motor, motor away. away. Yeah. And then that's what he did. And then uh, he realizes after the, show, after the song, he can't get back off the stage because people are packed too tight. So, so there then, he is. He's hanging <laughs> halfway out of the harness. <laughs> yeah. He backs up onto the stage. He backs up as if he's going to go run into the crowd. And you can hear Pollard in the bootleg go, do it. Flatten them. Flatten them. <laughs> wow. I got to say, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a really big Guided by Voices fan, but I've never really seen footage of them play. I've never yeah. seen them live. I, I, since I started touring comedy, I never get to see good shows. But uh, I didn't know what they looked like. I knew what Pollard looked like because I'd seen pictures of them. But they've got this bass player, I think, who's got like, he looks like a fat David St. Hubbins from Spinal Tap. Like he, yeah. He's got like, the, and he's up there doing these poses like kind of screw with you seeing what one of your favorite bands looks like yeah i was yeah. not happy with the choices he made in for his stage i remember seeing when i first saw what the pixies looked like that, that's a shock that really See, well, yeah. they, Black was but their big... appearance changed drastically between like first time round and the reunion because uh, I saw I saw one of I saw a few of the reunion shows when they came back in the yeah for about like no, five years well, ago or something. I, I assumed that Frank Black when I first heard them I thought that he I don't know why this was my mental image but I imagined a really skinny Hispanic guy <laughs> with like long black hair and it's just the opposite yeah, like when I first it is the opposite of that when I first saw what they look like I'm like this is a joke what he is, is the this? Kyle Gassiest. Comedian, I mean, not comedian, but a uh, musician that there is. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Which says something because Kyle Gass is a musician. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, he's Kyle Gassier he than out- Kyle Gass. Kyle Gass, <laughs> Kyle Gass. But anyway, if any of you listeners haven't listened to Get Up a Voices, go check them out. Yeah, they're, they're, they're an really odd good. band, but they've been around for like I'm going to have to put years. myself in that mix. I had no idea yeah, what half of what you were talking about start, was there. I was just going along with the context. A, arguably, their most, the most important song was I Am a Scientist. So start with that. It's a great he's song. He's a school teacher, and he made all these records in his basement, just like really lo-fi, just fucking around. And then they kind of caught on. They sort of sound like the 60s Who, I guess, if you had to yeah, pick a band. They're, they're they big like. It's actually just called The Who. Uh, yeah. Well, no, they, there was a 70s and 80s Who, too. 
<laughs> totally different lineups. And the, and, and the, lead, the lead singer and, and the songwriter has no filter, so he just puts out everything he records, and he's probably recorded a, a, billion, a thousand, a couple prolific, thousand. Yeah. So some a of them Google are garbage because he has no filter, but the great ones are some of the best songs ever. They also drink real a lot, so you're oh, probably yeah. going to like the first four songs better than the, the last yeah. ten <laughs> show. By the way, speaking of uh, Space Station stuff, which we weren't just now, yes, but earlier, way. I, I forgot that I, I learned something interesting when I was, I was on a, a Wikipedia I was, go- I was in a Wikipedia hole one sure. night. I just started looking up space station facts. By I the way, know much about whenever it. you do that, is it? Whenever I'm in one of those, even though I'm not particularly into it as a subject, I always end up looking up insider professional wrestling info. That's where insider it gets to. Like it just always How do you ends up get there. To that from some other thing. I don't know, but it consistently what, ends what, up like it converges. I'm, cons- I'm concerned about the pro wrestling uh, height inflation. Because I was at Madame Tussauds Wax Museum, and I took a picture next to The Rock. He's my height. Like okay. I thought this guy was a giant. I'm just under six two. Sure, this thing was exact. And these, they build these things Look at the to scale. Cameras scale. at dick well, they, level. They go, like, but, yeah, they go up and ahead. Like it's all up angle. Yeah, yeah. And I, look, I looked it up, and isn't officially DMX five six or something? I'm serious. <laughs> but the wrestling, but <laughs> WWE lists him as like six five or six six. They just lie. Oh. They, they, they should honor the giant. The, are they seven, lying five. to us? Yeah, they yes, are. Wrestling they are. Federation. They hire short. They hire short. They hire short referees. Broker. I'm not kidding. I saw a live show because one of the one of the writers on Whitney Cummings talk show was dated or maybe I shouldn't say that whatever there's someone I know was dating a, a wrestling referee a wrestler a wrestler and okay. uh, he looks giant also the canceler probably four <laughs> inches shorter than me because he walks by us on the way to the ring but then you see the referees they <laughs> hire the twice. shortest referees imaginable to make all the wrestlers look big Madonna's sure. backup dancers have to be her height so they're finding five foot two men Madonna's five foot two or five one five really? two yeah the backup no the let me, can't be any taller than let her. me lowbrow this Male porn stars, short guys, average size penises. Makes makes sense. I'm completely serious. I'm totally serious. What? A few of them are monsters, but I'm saying that like most, because because female porn stars are so small. They're very small. Really, people. I didn't know. Extremely that. small. They're five one, five two. Um, so you know they're that's not true across the board. Some of those guys it are doing. It makes sense to hire people that are doing. <laughs> Some of those guys no, no, no. have absolutely. But I'm saying that uh, these are small. These are small people. They're okay. small people. They're little. Small. They're actors, little, TV they're actors in general tend to be smaller. Yes, because I guess that's what I mean. Well, yeah. they have to be Even in the, the shot ones. with the woman for the kiss. And if you're a six foot, if Conan O'Brien is going to bend, yeah. that's usually you can see how tall any celebrity is by watching Conan or Letterman because those guys are giants. <laughs> yeah. So when you see Trey Anastasio look up and shake Conan's finger because it's all they can reach, like you can see how. I, I would know. love to hear what Gallagher would have to say about all this. Like, why ask, do we not have him here? Let me, right let me ask you guys this: based, you were talking about going down the wiki hole. Mm-hmm. I hadn't you, even gotten to my story. Which I know. Awesome. I know. Where do you guys wind up on YouTube? What's the YouTube hole look like? Pearl Jam. It looks a lot like Pearl Jam. You always wind up with yeah, yeah, like in, uh, or or one of the bands that I like. I end up in a hole of watching multiple live performances of a band that I like. That's usually no, but you you know up. what I mean. The 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 last clip you watch of the night in your hotel where you're like, this is so unrelated. Yeah, but YouTube's a bit different because YouTube starts has started suggesting suggests, things on the bar. Yeah, that so if I start with eighty three Van Halen, I'm probably gonna end up with seventy eight Van Halen. Like I'm just gonna stay in the Van Halen hole. But also, it suggests stuff that you've looked at in. On, in sure. the past, so it'll kind of still go. Did you? Blah, blah, you blah. sure you didn't want Van Halen's? <laughs> Come on, a little bit of a. You want to hear some? So in my case, it's often man? like it'll be something like uh, I'm a big fan of news bloopers. <laughs> right. That's one of the oh, best yeah, kind yeah, of bloopers ever. Yeah, I'm a too. big fan of a newscaster <laughs> screwing up. Yeah, uh, that a, is the best. 
or or somebody on like a, on like a remote piece, not realizing that they're still on camera, and then I saw a great one where someone just rolled her eyes at how stupid something was she had to do, but she was still on camera. Yeah. So I assume you've seen the Leprechaun video. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. think I have. Oh well, we're not going to deal with it right now. But go Google Leprechaun news story. I will and, do. Uh, you will enjoy it's one it. Of the and then also it's just the people doing like I'm. I'm a big fan. There's a video that starts off. It's only it's only about thirty seconds long. And it's just one guy fucking up a parade. And all it is is there's a brass band going past, and this guy's on a balcony, and you see everything from his point of view. And I won't tell you anything more than the, um, that the video starts with you seeing his hand reach for his trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, sure. man. I'll watch, I'll watch that. It's just I will look watching that a guy glare through his tuba. Yeah. Okay, Andy. What, nice. what, what, did we, what did we hijack? I was just thinking. I was reading about space debris as one of the problems with space stations. Obviously, um, sure. And and uh, I didn't realize that there's obviously tons of things we've shot up into space. The one that I hadn't heard about was a project called uh, Project West Ford. Have you heard of this? No. This was carried out by MIT's Lincoln Laboratory on behalf of the U.S. military in '61 and '63 to create an artificial ionosphere. Above the Earth, which was done to solve what? a major weakness that had been identified in U.S. military communications. Um, at the height of the Cold War, international communications were either sent through undersea cables or bounced off the natural ionosphere. And we were concerned the Soviets might cut those cables, forcing the unpredictable ionosphere to be the only means of communicating with overseas forces. So Come a ring, on, we found this wire in the sea. So a ring of 480 million copper dipole antennas that are each about uh, 1.78 centimeters long. So we shot 480 million needles what? <laughs> into space uh, that was placed in orbit to facilitate global radio communication. The length was chosen because it's half the wavelength of the 8 gigahertz signals used in the study. Sure. And the dipoles collectively provided passive support to Project Westford's parabolic dish located in the town of Westford. So it was there to be like a little reflector. Reflector, yeah. But there are still 480 million needles <laughs> flying around in space that are concerned for space stations. That are, How anybody much up junk there, like, is up there? Like, there's if you, so much I always junk. wondered, like, if you saw the Earth from out past orbit is it just like a trash heap up there like what have you we wouldn't, done it, it's so far apart you wouldn't, wouldn't see it but there's uh if you look Even up, with all the cell phone coverage and all the everything it's still that far apart that you wouldn't i can see show you a, a bunch of things in the shot wow. there are a lot of things that can be tracked and if you want to come over and look at my, la- my I, screen right yeah, now why not here's an image and i can put this on the if i remember to will someone remind me i'll put this on our um tumblr or at least tweet it uh images of trackable space debris oh my god yeah, the planet's just surrounded by it. Sure. Um, but again, all those would be so far apart, it'd be unlikely. But they, they have plans in place for if they detect one of those um, coming in the path of a space station and they don't have time to turn on thrusters to move it, everyone moves to one side of the space station. Like, literally, everybody goes away so that if any of these things are traveling so fast, or the... Wait. The orbit of the space station is so fast that effectively these are like bullets. Any, yeah. So wait a minute, thing. the space station crosses other shit in its orbit? Some of these pieces of debris might be in, in the path of, these, of the, the space station's orbit, and if that happens and they can't move out of the way in time, they do like an well, emergency okay. procedure I'm, where everyone moves. You have to moves. understand, I'm, I'm a mor- moron. Oh, no, 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 no. So I've I'm, I'm got to ask these questions here. Okay. I thought that when you got into orbit, there was like a standard orbit that gravity made. You wouldn't have different speeds of orbits. No, there no are, that's there not are true. Different, I did not know that. There, okay, are different orbits at, there are different orbits at different heights. 
and different shapes of orbit as well. It's like currents, water currents. But how well, no, it's not like that because nothing out there is is. Um, Can you let me have this one? <laughs> 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 but the space itself isn't forcing you into anything. It's just space. It's like what, which right. which which trajectory are you sent along, and you'll continue. So on So whatever that your initial velocity was, well, a good determined, a like, way I don't, of a way of thinking about it. But gravity, in terms of how you can have different orbits, um, think about the fact that all of the planets are orbiting the sun at different distances. Yes. And at different, and in, and and in different shapes. And their are all at different speeds. They're at different speeds, and they're also in different, they're in different shapes. Some of the orbits are more circular than others. Okay. Right. Like water currents. Yeah. So, uh, oh, shit. It's kind of like water it, currents. It, I, what do you mean? I guess I was just saying there's nothing, there's nothing the moving in the space. Not actual. No, it's already been Gravity moved. is the only force at play. But yeah, I'm it, sorry. It is. It's, it's like been waves. moved, it's but like I'm waves. saying that it, it's still the the other things will will affect the variable. Yeah, there's still force in space. Well, uh, gravity. only gravity and yeah. what, whatever force you exert by turning so do you, do you on. Get well, also thrusters the force. And, do you get what force. a what an orbit like how an orbit works or what an orbit? Um, and what how, I here's what I think, and you can tell me how okay. wrong that I am. Um, I took no science in college, totally which so. is one of the questions we normally ask <laughs> right. our guests. But so. Yeah. What I think it is, is that you start with an initial velocity of the force that's moving your object. That yeah. interacts with the pull of gravity, which you want to break free, but gravity won't let you. So it keeps pulling you back in towards, and that just counteracts with whatever your initial that's velocity is. That's pretty much, yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty what much what exactly is. what it is. So it, oh, I was right? Yeah. Well, oh, my God. I'm not as dumb as maybe it, I thought I was. It's effectively like if you, if you throw a ball, the ball would go in a straight line, but gravity is pulling it down. So its its horizontal speed doesn't really change. There's a bit of air resistance, but we'll ignore that because we're going to be talking about space in a second when that isn't right. an issue. There is no. So it goes in a it goes in a straight line, but then gravity pulls it down, and that makes it go in a parabola because it's accelerating towards the Earth. You ain't ever seen my up. uncle Randy pitch. <laughs> <laughs> still didn't come down, man. It's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Went right through the catcher, right through his fucking hand. So let's say we stand on a. Let's say we stand on a mountain and we get Uncle Randy to throw it like he throws it. Uh, <laughs> so he's throwing it. He's throwing it hundreds of miles. Randy is from Krypton. It's going in a straight line, but it's being pulled down. But because it's going hundreds of miles, the Earth is starting to curve away because the Earth is round. So if you're going, if you're considering long enough distances, the Earth is actually going to be further down. It's going to be lower a hundred miles in the distance than it was when you started. Of course. Okay. So it's going to travel further. Now let's say we go on a really high mountain. And Randy really just gives it really some. Gives it, gives it some. Yeah. Let's say he throws it far enough that as the ball is starting to dip down, it's dipping down no quicker than the Earth is curving away. So it's constantly falling, but the Earth is constantly curving away at the same rate. So actually, it's always missing the Earth. So it's always falling. It's always accelerating downwards, but at the same time, it's staying at a constant distance away from the Earth. And that's what an orbit is. Okay. Which is why, when they're in a space station. That's why they have zero gravity, because technically they're always falling. It's like that bit at the top of a roller coaster where the cart dips okay. down, but you're staying still, yeah. so you're always, you feel right. weightless. That's so how do you manage is. a geosynchronous orbit? You'd have to be a lot higher up. But because- geos- geosynchronous orbit means um, it's orbiting at the height that it needs to be so that one orbit takes exactly one day. Are there some guys like, I'm nail, I nail a geo, I can nail geosynchronous. <laughs> I know, fuck, I know exactly, dude, I'm a, I can hit geosynchronous on the first shot. Right. Like some fucking mad launcher, arrogant guy that just knows he but can that, nail it. But that's what it is. So a, geo, a geostationary... When I was a kid, I wanted to be a launcher. So when something's <laughs> geostationary, it's launched, it's going in orbit in the same, same direction that the Earth is rotating at the height that it needs to be 
so that it takes exactly one Earth day to do a full orbit, which means it's and constantly... then it's going fast enough that that it wouldn't fall. If you had a two hundred mile, like the space station's only two hundred miles up. If it was yeah. going geosynchronous, it would just drop like a rock to Earth because it would be going. But a, whatever, like a I can't remember, miles I can't remember what not... the height it is. It has to be to be geostationary, uh, whatever. But whatever height that is, so that it takes an exact day to orbit. That's what geostationary is, so that the satellite is always above the same spot on Earth. Okay. Because as because it's right. going around the Earth at the same speed that the Earth is rotating. Yes, which the is same what rotational, you need for the same angular. Speed, yeah, not so it's the go, same, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, exactly. So it takes a full exactly one day to go around. Um, so it's always at the same spot above the Earth, which is what you need for communication satellites uh, or certain types of like your okay. satellite dish will be geostationary. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. The thing that satellite dishes point at, so it's always pointing at the same spot in the sky. Gotcha. But yeah, the space station is only two hundred miles up, which is. Pretty not that high. You can see it orbit. And how big? You know, is the, yeah, we can see, see it pass How over. much space do those guys have? They don't it's, have a ton. They don't have a ton, I mean, but they they do it in modules. It's mod. It's a modular system. So they they take up just a little piece at a time. So it's always expanding. And how many people are up in there? Six any people at any six. given time. Right now there are six. That's how it started. But I was I was thinking about like. That's how I started this Wikipedia thing. I'm like, how many people are in space right now? And shouldn't I know that number? Shouldn't we all know that number? We should always all know that I don't that know number. why I feel like we should. We are six, keeping up with people. the Kardashians, and that's a lot yeah. of work. So I think I mean, how are we going to possibly know who's in space? I think it's three Russians and then a team that's an American, a Canadian, and a Russian that went up more recently. But, but all, all the countries have their own module. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, and I think is they it? share modules. Sometimes they'll go in on a module together. <laughs> you <wanna laughs> go like in a module? The check no, I'm serious. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. So, and split the check on getting it up there. Yeah. You know. And I hope the Russians have to pay extra because they, they definitely got more drinks. Like they, the Canadians pay just a little bit less. The Russians the exchange actually... exchange rate just... Sure. Uh, I, I read that the Russians actually have snuck booze onto the space station. Of course they have. The <laughs> Russians. It's in their genetic programming to find a way to get vodka everywhere, <laughs> even if that's the orbit of the Earth. It's like one of the radiators isn't working properly, and you find out there's potato peel in there. <laughs> it's right. just slowly it's kind of still like the Duke boys. It's right. like prison. They're just making... They're distilling their own liquor in space. Right. Anyhow, so that was Just calling uh, it their science experiment. Being drunk yeah. in space, I wonder. I know that there are there are physiological effects that weightlessness has on you. Like I don't know exactly what those are, but I wonder: would you get drunker faster? I don't or, know. Uh, hmm. I'd, I'd imagine you would. That was one and of the things, like when they, when we, when space travel was first starting out, that pe- that scientists were worried about. They had no idea what, what might happen when you're in space. Like they thought maybe bodily functions would just stop. Like would your heart be able to still pump if it didn't have gravity to work against? Or things? Oh, work they like really that? didn't know. Yeah, they, and there are also all these, uh, and there still are some theories about the psychological effects of being removed from Earth because nobody's ever been far enough from Earth that they can't see Earth. Like even when you go to the moon, you can still see it, and there's still. Well, so then a real-life Captain Kirk would just be bonkers because he'd been well, gone for so long. I, I doubt it'll like happen. Five-year mission, he's just losing his shit. Because think about when, you, when you're somewhere where you can't... I don't think the humans are, are that sort of weak that, that not seeing the Earth will have some crazy... Aren't you're there, not going to go space crazy, I don't think. But that's aren't a thing there that genuine that's, concerns about physiological effects of a Mars trip, though, that, that being that long? Well, there, well, yeah, and, uh, there is definitely yeah. even... A, like In the space station, the people who have been up in the space stations, uh, they have exercise regimes but they do come back with lower bone density and less muscle well, mass well and the the amount of radiation uh, will kill you i mean you can't you can't stay in space for too long it doesn't block out all that radiation cuz you have no you have no atmosphere blocking out the uv and shit yeah. from the yeah. sun you so get you, i mean okay. the, the, and the not just uv like gamma radiation and so how much of like science fiction is just absolute 
bullshit. Like, there's just no way. Probably the well, fiction part. Most, probably. <laughs> well, if you're asking about, like, I'm just... I'm, like, Star Trek, they're in space Star- for five years on a ship. They all walk around like it's the Ramada Inn. Right, Like, right. They, they, well, everyone can't, see, Yeah, they like, can't like, do that. The, uh, big sci-fi technique for low budgets has always been the, the gravity generator. Well, what about in 2001 where the thing spins? That's would, accurate. That would have worked if yes. they did that? That's how they're going to have to do it. Okay. If you yeah. want gravity, yeah, you'd have to do something like that. Okay. Or Elysium, which I'm super pumped about. That better not be bad. I'm so I, I, District Nine District is one of my was favorite. Good. Yeah, I hope. It's I, uh, good. I my friend um, uh, Robert Kirkman, who does the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. uh, he, he he was watching that movie and he text. I text him, "Hey, did you see it? It was good." He goes, "Will watching people blow up like water balloons ever get old?" <laughs> like that was basically his <laughs> what he took away from uh, from, from District, District Nine. Nine. <laughs> that was the lesson I think you're supposed to take away. Yeah, from it. Watch not anything about apartheid or uh, yeah. No, sure. it was a uh, yeah. It was uh, <laughs> humans blow up. Look at that dude, yeah. huh? Look at that. No, he's he's a smart guy, but he also likes to watch people blow up. That was a, that was a very sly name drop, by the way. That's well, a big it's, name. It's the guy who said it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't do it to be like, oh, he knows that guy. It's no, just like that it. is the guy who said a very funny thing about District Nine. I don't know. I like it. Um, so we, we we've we've already touched on this, but um, John, we like to ask our guests, what is your what if anything is your science background? Oh, it's it's brutal. Actually, I have a couple. Uh, I have a couple little anecdotes of that. Um, I. I'm an English major, so I'm not required to know much. My mm. math skills are not good. I'm also a kind of a guy who, if something isn't easy for me, I tend to quit. Uh, so a combination of my own uh, dumb personality and, uh, and a genuine not-so-goodness with numbers um, has made... I've never taken past... I, I failed algebra in high school. I took it again. And then in college, I took it with a tutor and eked out a C. And mm. then I was done. I didn't... I've never taken trig. I've never taken calculus. I don't know what any of that stuff is. I've read... I was very interested in science as a kid, but I sort of hit a math wall. Past that wall, you can't understand the concepts because you just really know. Mm-hmm. My friend Eli is a very, very smart guy. He went to Princeton on biochemistry. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life and my, I my remember friend Eli who created uh, Breaking Bad he like created <laughs> Breaking Bad in, at <laughs> yeah. Princeton uh, when he was doing the experiments that Walter White later would do sure, himself sure. for shits and giggles sure. he actually he, did every experiment for the entire all every season yeah. and then that's what made the script he's like how can I get these experiments on television <laughs> yeah uh, but anyway I was, I was talking to Eli in college and I was like just explain to me string theory explain to me other dimensions explain to me time travel explain everything that I think is cool and he literally couldn't because I just don't have the math fluency, and he would, you know, draw me the thing on the napkin. I'm just looking at it like it's, uh, you know, I, it, it just made no sense. Yeah. So, like, I can get some concepts, but once you actually have to know how numbers interact with each other in higher math, I'm pretty dumb. And I had a girlfriend who was a an astro, who's now an astro, well, she was an astrophysics major at Madison, and then now she works, she does geophysics for I don't know what company, mm-hmm. uh, sure. and she's very smart at that sort of thing, and she would always laugh at my <laughs> intense <laughs> lack of, uh, of facility with scientific concepts. So there you go. That's totally fine. That's what most of our, we've only had, I think, two guests ever. We tell jokes. Like, why, (laughs) like, what possible, (laughs) like, why would you need, I mean, you and Brooks are pretty remarkable, like, that, like, there's. What, not Matt? Well, no, but I'm saying, don't you work in science? Oh, no, like, don't I used your to. actual job? I used to have actual jobs. I don't okay. anymore. But hey, kids listening to this, because we actually have some, like, I, we have an email, actually, from someone who started his college career since listening to this podcast and Weird. is going into bioengineering. Weird. I really I hope liked, that we had nothing to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope we do, I hope we've made this not sound like an awful field, even though we've all abandoned it. 
Except for Brooks, who's no longer on the podcast. Yeah, yeah but Brooks... I mean, he, he'll still... I just camped him this weekend. He'll come on when he has time, but he's just been busy now. Uh, he's Brooks is about up. to blow up, though. Yeah. So we'll see Watch how for Brooks, keeps... you guys. Yeah. You're going to see him on... Yeah, he's going to be on the things. Adam Divine Party House. The Adam Divine That's Party true. House. Yeah, or whatever that thing Did we talk called. about that? Yeah, he's on the new Comedy Central stand-up show. That's, yeah. Uh, Your friend Brooks Whalen. He will not be talking about science. I've seen the set. Nope. Very little scientific content, but uh, it's very funny. <laughs> the science of having butter put down your pants while you're yeah, that's Well, that is science. <laughs> I mean, butter interacts with you know heat and air and time. Sure. Yeah, that's a... Uh, that's science that goes back to the Greeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Archimedes. That's, <laughs> they were into that. <laughs> oh, I also, I keep, I, I'm sorry to keep bringing this all back to Rome, but uh, I didn't realize Had that Archimedes. Had you done that yet? Last, <laughs> last, last week's episode. Oh, okay. I was I like, did. it seems like you don't know what keep means. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't know that, uh, that Archimedes was a big, um, so Syracuse was a Greek city on Sicily. And when uh, when Rome and Carthage were fighting, Sicily was kind of like the, the Punic Wars. The Punic Wars, exactly. Um, Sicily was a hotly contested area. You know history. <laughs> and they <laughs> they let Syracuse still be under the rule of Hiero for a long time, and then finally um, push came to shove. They had I forgot if it was the Romans or the Carthaginians. I think the Romans um, were finally fighting with Syracuse, and Archimedes was actually contributing to the war effort with all these inventions like uh, you know catapults and things like that and he was in his 70s I think he was pretty old by then and he was finally killed by a Roman soldier oh because he was like well why should we let this guy keep uh- yeah why should one of the most brilliant minds of all time yeah that's uh wow I didn't realize was it Archimedes that he was who was in... trying to who was trying to use a way to capture the sun's power to burn the ships. That's one that, of the things. Yeah, one of the, the big myth lens. Like he was gonna he was gonna to be the uh, the evil sociopath kid with an ant of exactly. uh, of ships. Just yeah. imagine exactly that, but on a bigger scale and using a mirror rather than a lens and a bunch of mirrors. Oh, and, and also and, it uh, didn't work. <laughs> no, they did it on MythBusters, and they got they turned a ship. Uh, I don't know if they could start a fire, but they got it super hot. Did but, they really? Yeah, I don't know, but they were wondering if they could have gotten mirrors that good back then, and if. If it would have, I don't know. Right. There also, did you see it, Matt? The MythBusters? No, I didn't. Well, I'm sure some some listener can tell us how. That Matt was busy out. watching news bloopers on YouTube. He didn't have <laughs> yeah. time for these MythBuster fellows. I was, saying, I was uh, studying. I was studying some important <laughs> things. But yeah, actually, that that listener who wrote in and said he's going to college now goes by the name of uh, Chaz Moreno, and he don't do a last name. Why not? Oh, really? Is that not? I don't think we. We've can do been last doing names, that. Can we? Oh, we have. Uh, oh well. All, All right, right Chaz whatever. Moreno. Well, shout like, out. It's not like we're telling you how to break into his house. You know, I mean, yeah. like we're I don't just think, trying I don't to... think we're telling it, saying any bad we're facts about. We're saying he's going to college for bioengineering. <laughs> what if no, why'd you say I was going to college? <laughs> no. What if he's like catfishing somebody and wants them to think he's? I don't then know. let's stop that's him. Pretty, that's a bad thing. That's a long con. That's a long con. Step in there. Fuck Chaz Moreno. Stop this catfishing shit. What if okay, dad let's walk through this. Scholarship. Let's walk through this. So Chaz meets... Well, his dad's fooling himself, if that's what he thinks. Biochemists don't play football. So this guy is wooing a girl who, who he's lying to and saying he's in college for bioengineering, and she's like, prove it. He's like, give me a few weeks. i got to send an email. I know some guys that are just dumb enough on a podcast. <laughs> in LA, they're comedians. They don't know anything. Which, as you know, is legally binding. They can't say something on a podcast unless it's been fact-checked. Absolutely. Yeah, that's of course. That's, that's the podcaster's code. It's like uh, <laughs> is there a code? Yeah, it's like it's like the uh, it's like the Hippocratic oath kind okay. of. Yeah. yeah. First, tell no lies. Well, congrats, Chaz. Yes. Yeah. And he go- also liked our our three D printer story and um, wrote to us with a link to more io9.com articles on bioengineering. <clears throat> uh, Io9's a great. Yeah, it's great, great including uh, an, art, an article titled, uh, Your Lab-Grown Penis is Almost Ready. <laughs> Someday, you guys, 3D printers and unison with bioengineering. What if that's the reason Chaz went into bioengineering? <laughs> Absolutely. 
I'm looking at four inches here. It's not adequate, no matter how short they tell me porn stars are. See, now we have and to edit I out need... the last name. Now we have to edit out the last name. <laughs> no, I think, I think, you know, since we're doing it, I feel like we can presume about Chaz Marino having a small penis. <laughs> in four years' time. Guys. Not even, it could just be a, it could be a reasonable size penis, but he just wants in a f- in four years time once he graduates to have like a monstrous robo right. dick. You're about to get a defensive dick pic from Chaz. Like, <laughs> look at fucking look at it, you fucking dicks. It's fucking fine. All right, so Chaz Marino, if you want to email us your penis or any other questions <laughs> or that's anyone, probably or email science. it to anyone. Probably your penis at. He's either going to love this or be mortified. I, I can I like see it going the, either way. Uh, I like Chaz the, will be on board. Now, Chaz, balance send dick of to scientific science. facts to dumb dick jokes that yeah. we have. And Chaz, uh, we're going to need something compared to it. So yes, please like, go to a, a wax ruler. museum, go, stand next to the rocks penis, <laughs> and send us that picture. The, the horse outside of P.F. Chang's, like whatever you feel like would be a good yeah, thing yeah. we can all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something we can horse. all relate well, to. Well, that's something that's a P.F. Chang's in everybody's town, so we all know how big it is. Does the horse have like No, there's no Okay. I think they're both mares. The two, uh, the two. Uh, if they chose to make them, mares. they had to be stallions. Look, man, they gotta have fuck. The, the Chinese emperor was a fertility symbol. <laughs> so in the mall in St. Louis, there has to be two oh. granite horse dicks. <laughs> sure. Which is also like an appetizer on the menu. <laughs> oh yeah, order the granite horse dicks. They're actually egg rolls. They're not really horse dicks. Uh, if anyone out there another... has eaten a horse dick, please. Email. <laughs> and please probably follow... science. At gmail. Probably horse dick. And yeah. So uh, what's another, let's do another news story. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Um, you, the guest actually trying to drive us on. Well, this this is actually we've, we've, kind of relevant to comedians. Did you hear about the anti-cocaine vaccine? I have not, but, <laughs> but let's talk about the it. The anti-cocaine vaccine has, has been proven successful in primates. Um, it basically stops cocaine from reaching the brain, according to this new research. Jesus, can you imagine how chatty a monkey on coke would be? <laughs> Well, I just uh, that's like all the like douchebags that like give girls coke to fuck them will now be immunizing themselves. So only the girl will be on coke, oh. and they don't have to have a horrible next day as they try to get that's laid. That's another one. Not, yeah, club. but if if you are not on coke and you're with a girl that's on coke, yeah, you, you don't want to fuck her. She's gonna, so she's gonna be so annoying. She's gonna be so annoying. You're not gonna put <laughs> in that effort. Oh, it's true. I oh. I know the the lead uh, researcher in this, uh, Ronald Crystal. Good name. <laughs> Come on, that can't <laughs> be. Wow. Um, from the Department of General Medicine at West Wild Co- uh, Cornell Medical College. Um, or as his friends call him, Disco Ron. <laughs> Disco Ron has. This is. Um, I think this is appropriate, given that you were talking about how your your scientist friend was unable to explain things to you. Um, Doctor Ronald has clearly mastered the art of putting this in layman's t- layman's terms, because he uh, says. The vaccine works by eating up the cocaine in the blood like a little Pac-Man before oh. it can reach the brain. See that I can get, I can understand that no. like a little Pac-Man. Yeah, okay. This guy, come on, Ronald Crystal. Yeah. I just love all come the on, things on, that are Ron. still out there that are problems that are not solved, like starvation and yeah. you know third world malaria. But dude, we've got co-community on fucking lockdown, <laughs> bro. I think, I think <laughs> like, well, I think they're working on the big things harder. I think they're just harder to solve. Also, how bad was his coke night that he dedicated his life to stopping cocaine from reaching the brain? Like, like how how awful was his night in Manhattan? Or, where he was or like, conversely, he was making cocaine plans that included finding a cure for cocaine. <laughs> that was the night. He look, guys, what I'm going to fucking right. do, what I'm going to do is, look, do man, what, what, what we should do is, 
Yeah, yeah this is a, the first. I'm getting uh, a Pac-Man tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it started out with. I'm going to stop cocaine. Usually it ends up with I got a Pac-Man tattoo, but this guy actually ended up with the thing. That was um, Crystal's method. And it was the first. Uh, uh, <laughs> y'all it, ready for this? It was yeah. also the first uh, scientific study that was uh, conceived. Uh, Conducted and written up within an afternoon. So that was, <laughs> wow, uh, you really downselled that joke. That was great. Like, yeah. you, you got a little subtle. You're looking uh, at your phone. I was like, he's reading. There. This is an actual. Yeah, he, uh, for the so, people listening at home, he wasn't even looking at us, and it, it really he slipped that in there. It was very good. But, so this sort of does sort of like a neural block rock and beats. No, that was Chemical Brothers. Are you serious? Yeah, Crystal Method that was... That wasn't uh, Crystal Method. No, that God was the Chemical Brothers. Still a very druggy Similar. name, yeah. because all the bands were named after drugs. Right, but I always and, thought that song was, was, was Crystal genre. Method. I, now, Crystal Method's big song was... Uh, it was... Um, Oh fuck! How did it go? It, it it sounded a lot like blocking. Sure, it was um, sure. Uh, yeah, give the freaks what they want, but that wasn't the big hit. The first big crystal meth. Busy, get busy, get okay. busy, get busy, child. That was the first. That was the big crystal meth. Oh, okay, I'm 39, so I, I know things about uh, <laughs> busy sure. child. Keep hope alive. Yeah, busy born child. Too slow. Crystal method is the one they sort of, sort of had that um, pseudo Arabic font that was there. Yes, I believe they did. Okay, so, yeah, gotcha. Um, but actually, so more about this. The vaccine. I guess later. I didn't know. That yeah, was, that <laughs> yeah. was uh, get busy. I guess oh, I didn't know. Got it. Got and then it. they did the classic. Guess I didn't know. Get busy. Guess a bit. Get get right. You know the big beat. That was the yeah, big uh, sure. the big build up to the ejaculation. That yeah, all big beat music this is, had in it. Uh, this is interesting. This article does it tells you a bit more about how it actually works. And I okay. Um, right. So the way cocaine firstly produces pleasurable effects. Uh, is by it blocks the recycling of dopamine. Dopamine is the feel good hormone, right? Okay, um, and it blocks the recycling of it in the body. Uh, so when the, the putamen and caudate nucleus bla- brain regions, that's so that's when it happens. Pronounce it. But when the do- dopamine recycling is blocked, it collects at the nerve endings, which produces the high feeling. So what normally happens is your body produces dopamine and right. then it sort of breaks it down and puts it back into the system and makes it again when right. it's needed. Uh, cocaine ca- blocks that bit of it from happening, so it just kind of stacks up at the nerve endings, and you end up with a load of dopamine. And this is what ecstasy yeah. does with serotonin. I was going to say, yes. yeah. yeah. And also How does what, weed what work? SSRIs do, right? SSRIs what, do the same kind of magic. THC uh, is just magical. magic that magical. doesn't... Uh, yeah, that's what they... The yeah, is weed... Does it affect dopamine or serotonin? I'm not sure. It might be... I know that weed is a semi-hallucinogen, but I don't know anything more than that. Um, okay, let's let Matt keep talking. But this no, uh, I, I, don't, I don't honestly know, but... Um, so that, that's that's how cocaine works, and what this new vaccine does apparently contains it contains some p- pieces of the common cold virus, as well as particles that look like cocaine to the body. So when it's injected into the body, the immune system mounts a defense to the vaccine since it sees the common cold virus and eventually builds an immune response to the cocaine mimicking particle as well. There are some undercover cops with boners right now so about, like, they're going to really kick some ass now that the cocaine won't affect them. So no one will think they're a cop because they can snort all night long. <laughs> so I hadn't wow. realized this does look like it actually is a full-on uh, vaccine. You, it, looks like it's a proper, it looks like it's a proper vaccine in terms of once you've injected it, it stays in your system. It's not like sure. a... Because they no. used to be... That's interesting because they, they used to be things that they give, say, that's alcoholics. Amazing. They give them a drug called antabuse that stops you from being able to process that killed yeah. alcohol. Uh, he overdosed on, overdosed on anti-alcohol abuse pills. That's not... I what? hadn't heard that, but that's not surprising. Antabuse is not... Is yeah. they, they've stopped doing it because a lot of people were dying and yeah. also concerned partners would slip Thanks it into antibuse. alcoholic... We had those two uh, shitty Kenny Jones albums with the Who. Like, Antibus is, pos- is responsible for It's Hard and Face Dances. <laughs> Jesus. Bunch of shit. The, un- uh, the unseen effects. <laughs> yeah. um, you better, you bet. Blame it on Antibus. 
That's uh, a good song. Wait a okay, minute. I'll give you that one, but I'm not going to give you Athena or uh, um, what's the one? Uh, what's uh, that one? Eminence Front. Eminence Front. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's uh, a put on. Yeah, yeah. That, that song Eminence was a huge Front. put on. But we got, now we have Zach Starkey. He's not. He's good. Yeah. No. He's yeah. But no. But the two guys can't like Daltrey. You can't. It's over. I mean. Yeah, no. You know. You, you know. You can't. Uh, it's sad. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So, so. So what this does? This is. This is interesting. It looks like it actually makes your body produce the thing that stops cocaine from So we can give it to people who've never been able to quit cocaine, and now it wouldn't matter. It won't do anything for them, so... Yeah, presumably you'd stop wasting the money when you don't have any... Well, yeah, you, you would... You have to stop it. taking cocaine when you're just like, well, this is just... It does absolutely do nothing. Yeah, like, who puts money yeah. in a slot machine where it, what if you're just the addicted, wind button has been taken out? What if you're not addicted to the feeling, but just addicted to, like, snorting white... Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, then you can switch to sherbet or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Baking soda. Do you know, yeah. in the movie Chinatown, the famous scene where they cut Jake Giddis, played by Jack Nicholson's nose, because mm-hmm. he's been, you know... Yeah. The only reason that's... It's not in the script. His nose was so unfilmable due to the cocaine he'd been no doing. Yeah, way. I swear to God this is true. His nose was red and just awful and veiny and just unfilmable. So the director was like, wow. I can't film this guy anymore. He looks like shit. So they wrote that scene just to stick a bandage over Nicholson's nostrils so they didn't have to film it for the rest of the movie. That's crazy. Wow. That sort of sounds like the rumor I heard about Stevie Nicks like the having no being... septum or something then having to have someone, an assistant blow cocaine up her hole in his yeah, yeah, I know. I've heard that is false, but because I just feel, how do you get the lung power to blow cocaine up a straw into anywhere? That's what I don't understand. How would it work? You put put the cocaine in your mouth. You could just put it in there, like with your finger. You don't have to the straw. The straw is utterly unnecessary. How would the straw work? You put the powder in your mouth, and it would get absorbed by your mouth before you can blow through the straw. No, I think you put the powder in the straw like a pixie stick. Okay, you hold your. I'm just imagining it on the spot. Steven Nix's bottom. Put the one end in Steven Nix's butt. Then you uh, you have your thumb still on the back end, <laughs> to keep the, and right. then maybe bend it a little, and then you're it's still like going to get a little straw. coke in your mouth, but you can probably get most of it in her no, ass. What if, <laughs> like, what if all they had was one of those kids' silly straws that just wound around? You could see the coke going through all the loop-de-loops. Well, you know, you can go your own way, I guess. <laughs> 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 see, that's, when I was thinking about this, really I also I thought... I'm really if, sorry if for that awful fluid Mac joke. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's so no, you it's blow no worse than I genuinely apologize. Wow. But if you can't do that, I was thinking, like, would this assistant, maybe they just put it on the palm of their hand like a pile of it and then just kind of like like fairy dust just like whew, she must have gone to assistance every fucking minute not too, all like, of that uh, but no. getting her Fleetwood crack <laughs> <laughs> which is very important because uh and you gotta hope that she's constipated or something because you don't want a landslide. Uh, I was about to her. try to oh, work yeah, landslide in there myself when yeah, you yeah. beat me to it. I'm kind of glad you did. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm glad I don't have I'm to not, take. Yeah. Uh, the real problem is she kept yelling, "Don't stop!" And uh, yeah, that the, yeah. Well, you know, That's it is a way to make love and fun. <laughs> this is where, like, I make. Uh, this is where, like, similar to Kim, uh, to Chemical Brothers, I make like an ABBA reference. You're like, right, guys? We would right. like, no, they didn't do. Uh, they didn't. <laughs> The original title of Gold Dust Woman is White Dust Woman, which you guys didn't know. That's, uh... All right, are we done? Okay, Fleetwood I killed Mac. it. I we can't think of any more uh, Fleetwood Mac Oh, I could go, I could go deep. I could do some tusk cuts if you want. I don't know if it's going to help anything. But, Nobody uh... want, wants tusk. We all bought rumors, and we all okay. agreed not to buy tusk, and I think uh, we were right in that decision nope, as a nation. it's a great nation. album. It's a great album. <laughs> How, s- how do we miss the rumors pun in there, by the way? Oh, that's true. The oh, yeah. rumors, <laughs> that's the rumors the were. Rumor <laughs> <laughs> mm. Won't you lay me down in the tall grass and let me do my stuff? And well, by that I mean straw. put a, a straw in my ass and <laughs> blow cocaine in it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. What's next on the science? Well, I think roundup? we might. Let, let, I'm going to stick with vaccines because right. it's kind of connected. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's another story. The, 
the World Health Organization, all 194 countries are simultaneously next week initiating a new pan, sorry, plan for juggling different polio vaccines on a global scale that could finally eradicate the crippling virus. Polio was pretty close to being wiped out a while ago and it's made a bit of a right. resurgence. How did it get off the mat? Like, how did polio <laughs> get back in the game? Because there are certain regions where, for various reasons, people stopped using the vaccine uh, because of distrust or because of poor funding right. uh, and because of different strains. Um, so most of the world is polio-free, but global immunity is spotty. And this is a good opportunity to completely wipe a horrible disease off the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so models... Oh, man, it'll never be gone. You ever look at the back of a dollar bill, man? Look at it. Take one out. Look at it, man. You can, you can really see. No, you can it. see really. Tower Seven man. underneath it. <laughs> the polio will rise again. No, they're keeping it under the crust of Antarctica. Um, um, so it says models predict that if the eradication drive is abandoned while the virus persists, the rebound could cause two hundred thousand models. <laughs> Guys, folks, hey models predict. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. Do you just want to do some stand up? <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here, guys. I gotta do time somewhere. Uh, um, so the rebound could cause two hundred thousand cases of paralysis a year for ten years. But without a clear end to the campaign in sight, countries could abandon the effort. Um, so the original deadline was of eliminating it by two, the year two thousand has repeatedly slipped. The virus is clinging on in India, Nigeria, Afghanistan, and Pakistan. Um, but there's been no cases in India since 2011. Um, cases in the other three are at an all-time low, and four other reinvaded countries are all but clear again. I had a friend with polio. One of my best friends growing up had polio. He got it in Africa. He was a Nigerian guy, and, and they couldn't really... He had to come to America to get treatment, but it ended up... And that know, friend? He, a young James Cameron. That uh, friend was actually... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I get it over in my name drop uh, uh, revenge that you're all going to have on me for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't end there, John. It doesn't end there. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, he had to come to America to get his polio treated because he... And, and his dad was a doctor back then, but they just didn't have yeah. the medical capacity to do anything about it. Wow. Um, wow. So there's, there's, here are some problems. Um, <laughs> Young James Cameron. How old am I? Jesus. Uh, I know I'm bald, but fuck. People who reject vaccination on religious or political grounds or have Jenny murdered. Grounds. Uh, yeah, well, they've murdered 90, 19 vaccinators what? in Pakistan and Nigeria. Why? Um, no, I've never heard wow. of that. Yeah, what uh, are the fucking political or uh, religious grounds for not being vaccinated? I don't know. I'll tell like, you one what thing. What the that, fuck would that be? Even I, if you did believe in God, why wouldn't he give you the brain to make a fucking vaccine? There is one thing that definitely thing, didn't help people, the case, yeah. um, and that is that one of the efforts to find bin Laden when he was suspected of being in Pakistan was the, was was the, the, fate, the fake vaccine. Yeah. Uh, the fake vaccinators. Oh, Remember, they, they were gathering that. DNA. Yeah. They had a vaccine drive, and it turns out the, that the CIA were behind it and ga- were gathering DNA samples in the region. How would that have found bin Laden uh, to get his DNA? They, they, he, they knew, he was on dialysis. He's not coming out for a vaccine. He wasn't really in but, dialysis, and they, oh. they also they knew the house. They knew what house he was in, and if it was family members... <laughs> They were trying to confirm if it was the house. Gotcha. The Wait, he wasn't really on dialysis? I don't think so, no. Where did that rumor get started? I don't know. Mad uh, Magazine. Oh, that rumor <laughs> got started. Alfred E. Newman. No, no, no. What? Me bomb <laughs> towers? That got started. Uh, that got started. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred Newman with a beard. What? No, that got started because of, uh, because of the, the doctor. Do- uh, Matt Tennant or, or, uh, or Matt, Matt Smith? Dr. Crystals? <laughs> no, Bin Laden's doctor. Oh, okay. 
uh, Bin Laden's doctor. Conrad Murray. Contacted. <laughs> never mind. It's not important. It's not important. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. not important. Uh, uh, contacted the contacted the CIA, and he was like going to narc, and he said like, "Yeah, he's on dialysis." He was giving him all these fake details, oh. and then and then there was the when they met, there was the suicide bombing, so a bunch of CIA agents just got killed. Oh, the whole wait thing is that was- what happened in. Um- in um in uh what's the SEAL Team Six movie called Zero Dark Thirty? Was that what that was about? That or a different time when somebody yeah that met. was the doctor that was the but but they wanted like details like prove you're his doctor right and one of them was he's on dialysis but it was bullshit oh, but okay. see how would that prove shit like yeah, I mean the guy so can tell like how can you check that that's how little that's how desperate we were I think okay just like you knew a thing let's let we'll meet he him he made up a detail he must be legit it's as arbitrary a lie as Chaz Moreno's you guys. <laughs> Chaz's penis is fine. God no, the biology or anything. He's not in school. <laughs> he's playing hooky. He's at the movies. He's at the cinema right now. His parents Chaz's penis is fine. Should be the title of this episode. By the way, <laughs> yeah. we normally I'm name sorry, our episodes Chaz. after our guests, but sorry, it's going to be Can Chaz's penis is fine. Well, that's a better name. Can we at least Roy? put in the in the iTunes info just like between subject matters like comma Chaz Marino's penis? <laughs> <laughs> like I think he would like that. He'd get a yeah. kick out of it. Just if I know Chaz, and Chaz Marino's penis lies buried in the ground, but our truth goes marching on. <laughs> so this this uh, story about vaccines though did remind me we got a we got a, I believe it was a Tumblr um, submission from a reader I can't, a listener I can't find it now um, but he was taking issue with our discussion of chickenpox parties last week or two weeks ago okay uh, which I I'd never firsthand experienced that I wasn't condoning to, I don't think I was condoning the adult version of shingles parties right yeah a lot less fun none of them are fun actually but he was just saying that I guess I didn't realize there's a chickenpox vaccine. So he was advocating yes. for yes. that. So use that instead of sending your kids off instead to party of with getting your disease. kids the, like on purpose yeah. sick. I didn't realize that there was already a vaccine. So there, I, there I'm sorry if anybody. A chickenpox vaccine. I hope nobody. It's okay if you're deciding to go to college based in this podcast, but please don't decide what to uh, put or don't put in your children. Well, don't ever go to of... parties based on this podcast. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're not gonna. No one's gonna sleep with you. No. You take our advice. Uh, Except for the party coming up at the LA Podcast Festival October 4th through 6th in Santa Monica, California. Oh, shit. We're going to be performing live again without Gallagher. Um, <laughs> LAPodfest.com for info. La Podfest. Who are La your Podfest. guests? Uh, we don't know yet. It's still five months out. I think we got time to play on that got one. Got time to figure out yeah. uh, maybe Chaz Marino. <laughs> maybe Chaz. Chaz, you should come to the Podcast Festival. I'll buy you a drink. I'm sorry. Chaz, uh, if you want to take us up on that offer, email us in. That's uh, at probablyscience at gmail.com. I just like to point Send out that, that cockpit. Right out. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's got a Bud Light, so don't set that drink too high in your head about what you're getting bought. So uh, that's true. Do five dollar domestic. Oh, I still got leftover. I still got uh, Bridgetown Festival beers in the fridge. That should last me all through the summer. Um, so this this story, uh, there there was a potential problem with the vaccine pr- uh, program. Um, a prediction that was made in 2000 has come true. The vaccine has become its own enemy. Until now, the eradication drivers only used an oral vaccine containing a weakened live virus, as it's cheap, easy to give, and extremely effective. But the vaccine viruses can sometimes revert to causing disease and spread. Ugh. In 2012, for the first time, more countries reported cases of the disease caused by vaccine-derived polioviruses rather than the wild virus. Um, so the original plan was for every country to stop using the live vaccine uh, simultaneously when wild polio disappeared switching instead to kill to a killed polio vaccine that would protect any children as any lingering vaccine derived uh, polio died out. Do you think the wild virus looks down on the on the cap? Like, Dude, I'm a fucking wild. You guys are pussies, man. You do whatever the scientist tells you, man. We're wild viruses, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't, it'll it'll I don't be take a bit shit like shit from many fucking scientists, man. <laughs> living in a test tube like you pussies. 
be a bit like a cheetah that's been raised in captivity. You know, it has to be taught with puppets how to attack humans. But um, yeah, so they both they have so, to show it wild virus porn so it replicates. Yeah, but um, if the wild polio or the uh, vaccine-derived polio returns after that, countries will need intense surveillance to spot it and the live vaccine to contain the spread and fast. So both exist during the vaccination drive. The that new plan is, is to switch nice to the roll. kill vaccine before the eradication is over, and the World Health Organization pre- predicts that the wild virus will be gone mostly by 2015. Um, man, it'll be a sad day, man, where there's no virus running free out there on the highway, just living <laughs> life, man. Uh, letting its freak flag fly. <laughs> Let that freak wild virus flag fly. <laughs> uh, the other thing I didn't realize is types 1, 2, and 3 of polio. Get your motor running. Damn, Get out in the bloodstream. <laughs> um, Looking to infect you. Um, type two is the one that is mostly the vaccine-derived version that is infecting people. So they're going to switch to live polio vaccine only using types one and three. Uh, countries can maintain immunity to any persisting wild polio while cutting off the source of the vaccine-derived one. But it has to all be done at once. So it has to be introduced in 140 countries within a one to two month time window. Which oh, like, like X Factor or The Voice, like just a big yeah. wide release. Last release. <laughs> every, wow. Iron got, Man 3, just every country at once. I, yeah. I just keep thinking of Superman 3 when they had to, the Richard Pryor, the guy had to turn the key at the same time, and the one guy was dead, and they had to find a way to make his oh, own. Yeah. Like, when oh, are you yeah. not thinking of okay. Superman 3, though, right? <laughs> him carrying Pryor in the poster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, the poster is him carrying, as if it were Lois, Richard Pryor, and wow. he's like, what am I doing on this poster? You so... Know. <laughs> What are the drawbacks? They don't all do it at once. Some country, some country fucks up. Do we develop a different strain now? Because uh, the, the drawback is that is that mixture between vaccine derived polio and wild polio. So, right. so the live polio vaccine is needed to treat the wild polio. Yes. But the dead polio vaccine can keep the vaccine derived polio in check. But if there's another outbreak, you need the live polio again to control it. So they're always going to keep polio that's what you're saying no even, even if it's off it's the like grid it's like a tiered that, process we're going to take away this disease but in the process give you a new disease then really quickly we have to switch over very, and give this other thing to get rid of the new disease so right. if it's, it's all yeah. done if it's all done at once that minimizes the risk of a flare-up of the vaccine derived polio happening and it can be controlled more easily that's like that sounds like the scientific equivalent of a really hard pen and teller trick <laughs> like we have yeah. to give you the one thing while we pull the other thing away and then pow you're good <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit so like whack-a-mole it's like the equivalent like <laughs> yeah. except they want to whack everything at the same time that's sure. the deal well, you should make a three-handed guy for that wait why can't you just give people if it really has to what if you gave someone both of the vaccines at the same time i do not know it doesn't say then on they wouldn't even the wake article. up in the He's matrix bro yeah you don't want to know what happens you take both those pills at the same time man ain't gonna be good you end up in matrix two and three instead of one Ugh. uh any more more stories yeah well yes you got more stories yeah. come on let's chuck another story out what, uh, what's that? Let's chuck another story out. Do you want to go for one? Yes, sure. Uh, well, it turns out that uh, early homonyms couldn't have heard modern speech, according to Rolf Kwan. No, it wasn't at, invented. At, Bing- at Binghamton <laughs> University in New York. Of course they couldn't. Nobody knew it. They discovered... They couldn't re- heard fucking Metallica either. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they hadn't point. recorded it. <laughs> they didn't hear much uh, Crystal Method or Daft Punk. Um, our our Austral- Australopith ancestors heard their world much differently from the way we do. Um, because Rolf Quam and his colleagues have discovered rare Middle Earth, rare, rare, rare middle, middle Earth ear bones <laughs> from two extinct so- Southern African hominins, Australopithecus africanus and Paranthropus robustus. Hominids, you mean, right? 
It says homonyms, which it's not spelled the same way as oh, like okay. words that sound, that are wait homonyms. Same. The word name. is hominid, though, right? That's what I thought. But this new scientist article, I'm going to go. Are with, you saying I, that there's a homonym homonym? <laughs> the, oh my god! Well, it'd be homonym 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 homophone. Because it's not uh, spelled oh, the yeah, same. Oh yeah, good call. Good call. Do There's the, uh, a homina, homina, honeymooners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got on that. I, like, I don't really <laughs> want to <laughs> do it, but it seems like it should at least be addressed. That it maybe this exist. is misspelled. H o m i n i n s homonyms. Homonyms. What, what did I say? I said homonyms. Uh, I'm an idiot. Homonyms. 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 Whatever. Old timey people. We should put out a podcast of just us saying that over and over again. Because this is good radio. Great radio. Chaz would listen. I hope you would. Yeah. Uh, what else is he gonna? He's not. He's not going on any dates. <laughs> like that'd be a good like the end of. Okay. Now we crossed over to me. Now we crossed over to. Now that's he has a giant penis. What are you? What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> God, I feel bad, but I love it. Um, so yes. So these uh, these ancient um, extinct species they um, had a combination of ape-like and human-like features in the bones. Um, Racist. And that indicated some australopiths (laughs) lack sensitivity to the mid-range frequencies that modern humans use for speech. So anthropologists in general are in agreement that these early hominins hominins, likely did not possess spoken language, says Quam. The new findings back that claim. His team now plans to use CT scans of the fossils and 3D virtual reconstruction of the ear anatomy to work out more precisely what the world would have sounded like to these ancient ancestors. Hmm. So it it wasn't even an issue of like, they didn't have speech, they also couldn't even hear... The like the noise that were the frequencies. Well, like their, their ears weren't finessed enough to actually process yeah. that sound. I think I think that what it means is they wouldn't have heard it like we hear it. I mean, we, we have, um, as someone that know, know a bit about sound. This is true. Sound engineer. Yeah. What you study? And composer think, uh, of the property science theme sheet. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think that um, our, you know, our ears have evolved to... Uh, we don't hear every frequency, obviously, at the same volume. Yeah. There's a range, but then there's also peaks in it. And that's three to five kilohertz is our peak. That's the frequency peak because that's uh, babies crying and a lot of predators and things like that. Oh. And it's, you know, it's a survival mechanism. But I think that having that blocked, um, having that range blocked, I mean, you can still totally hear things. You could still hear language, and it just wouldn't peak the same way. It would just be a flat line. But I wonder whether this is... Not just picking up certain frequencies, but actually being able to pick up the subtleties of Well, I can't pick words. up the subtlety. Like a juggalo hears insane composite way different than you or I do because it, yes. it, it, it produces a, a pleasurable sensation in well, the brain there, that we can't detect. It's, it's proven. So clearly, you know, there are differences yeah. in, in what right. you can It's hear. been proven that Fago produces a change in the actual <laughs> workings of the inner ear, yes. specifically that, I mean, rock that and sounds rye. good to yeah. them. Yeah. And so clearly we don't possess that. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, we there, ha- there's a tube in the inner ear called the, called the pinna, which is where cilia grows, okay. you know. And um, and when someone gets that twisted, <laughs> um, now are they juggalos or juggalins? Is it juggalin? Is that the actual uh, juggaloids? <laughs> juggaloids. <laughs> Why didn't yeah. they go with Juggaloids? That's way better. <laughs> That's a much better name. Yeah. Uh, so our ears had like the hammer, the anvil, the stirrup, and theirs well, has... Well, Shaggy was... Uh, I mean, it's Shaggy too dope. He clearly is a precursor of modern humanity if he's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. If any juggalos are listening, please email in. Again, that's probably science. <laughs> what if Chaz yeah. Marino's also his Gino, favorite band is Insane Cloud Posse, and this whole thing is just oh a nightmare <laughs> pounding yeah. on him? He's sitting there in his clown makeup. 
<laughs> Tears pouring down his face. Then you know he's not an engineer. If oh, he's a man. Crying onto his giant <laughs> cock. The world's first, first juggalo, juggalo biochemist. They bring him out at the gathering of the juggalos, and they just cheer him. They can't believe how smart well, he is. Well, what if the same way we inspired Chaz to go to college for bioengineering, what if a Violent J's admission that uh, fucking magnets, how do they work? What if that made some juggalo go, I'm going to learn so I can teach Violent J and Shaggy too dope? And, well, perhaps that, that, that would be the only way you could meet Shaggy and, and Violent If you had an actual proof, explanation, a layman's explanation of how magnetism works. Uh, yeah. It isn't that intuitive. Like, Yo, man, don't, we don't, we done with, we've got enough bitches here in the backstage. We don't need more drugs. <laughs> but if you can get a dude that knows magnets, let that motherfucker backstage. Because I don't know shit about magnets. Would you say Tres, Tres Moreno's out there? Tres Moreno? Nice. He's up. I assume yeah, they have a stereotypical white hip-hop guy voice. I don't know what they sound like. But. I think they do, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a safe assumption. I just think the gathering of the Juggalos would be uh, terrifying. They do. They have stand-ups there, and I've only heard bad, awful things. Hannibal so, did Bobcat it. Goldthwait Hannibal has an did awesome it? Hannibal story. Hannibal did it. The Nirvana story? story? Yeah. No, a Bobcat is an awesome story about being at the gathering of the Juggalos. If you get it, see a chance to see Bobcat Goldthwait, it's like a seven-minute story. It's fucking... I wouldn't yeah. butcher it, but it's, it's really funny. One of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life was on the best show in WFMU when Tom Sharpling and Paul F. Topkins were riffing about the gathering of the Juggalos. The gathering of the Juggalos is an interesting um, sociological <laughs> phenomenon. Look it up on WFMU.org because it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Like, yeah, I would like to their hear. Their riff about, because <laughs> it advertised helicopter rides, so they were just, the picture, like, the helicopter <laughs> guy does one round, <laughs> drops the people off, and then just flies away. Where's he going? <laughs> I just no imagine the helicopter struggling to get off the launch pad, oh, that, and yeah, I just yeah. can't even, the weight of the juggalos is too well, intense. Well, with, with those axe-shaped blades at the top of the helicopter... It's not going to fly properly. Yeah. Um, those hatchet blades. Those hatchet yeah. blades. Okay, so that was the that was the fourth bone that I was going to say is in the inner ear. Is that the hatchet, hatchet blade the in the juggalo's inner ear? Which can I just give Jesse a, a, some props for how how subtly he put twisted in there? I really <laughs> thought you great. were going back to a, a more scientific, and then whoom, bam, no juggalo <laughs> joke. Very good, good stuff. I'm still waiting to drop one from three stories ago. That's oh, how that's how no. meticulous. <laughs> Um, that's how well, meticulous put it, I get. Put it in, in post. That's um, allowed, right? Put so it in jokes let, let, I wasn't it. funny. Put more jokes in in post or don't release it. God damn it. Let's talk about these tribes for a second. Okay. The Australopithecus, uh, the Australopithecus early... Africanus and Paranthropus Robustus. Yes. Now, uh, 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 can you get a uh, definition on Paranthropus? I would like to know what that man, means. I know what Australopithecus mean? Africanus means, but what about, let's find out what the other one means. So a lot of anthropologists mm-hmm. these days uh, would tell you that some of our what seems to be oldest ancestors, but still living, uh, you know, in like sub-Saharan Africa, speak by clicking their tongues mm-hmm. um, because they're imitating nature sounds. They're hunting tribes, oh. so they're just imitating the sounds of a you know leaves or what, whatever, and that's that's why they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if our modern syntax of speech would have developed around the same time, but I I don't even know if that's a um, out of necessity thing because of the way we could hear like it would be evolutionarily evolutionarily advantageous to hear your fellow man absolutely so i mean that makes sense to me as a thing that could have some of them selected. some of your fellow man has bad advice that'll get you killed <laughs> like dude let's right. drink and go up that mountain like yeah it would be actually not who was the first man to jump a canyon <laughs> <Just> yeah, <really. laughs> but the first stunt man evil is can 
Willis. I'm sorry, that was awful. John, um, you got a you got a spot soon? Uh, I but if I we can go to eight, is that cool? I've noticed. Yeah, some, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. I've, I've just I've noticed right. some, some. I got a spot soon fidgeting, which there I, is some I do of that. myself. There is some of that. You so, got a big show uh, coming. No, I have the same same deal. So uh, minutes, I have. I think. I have a quick story uh, related to the Insane Clown Posse. It was actually from last week. We didn't get around to it. Um, Science and the Insane Clown Posse actually crossed somehow. I got a a quick story. It's uh, a magnet. It's a magnet story. Um, But it turns out um, these researchers at the University of Barcelona, um, Celia Carlos Nevo, um, has made this superconducting hose. That can run a a magnetic Did you say field. Soup it sounded like soup. Soup. Oh, I think it was a soup conductor. It's just like a constant like stream of the hose yeah. full of soup. <laughs> <laughs> they just sprayed the soup in everyone's mouth, and that fed everyone. I don't know why you would even make <laughs> it. Goes, this wow. is science. I don't, I don't <laughs> think. Just soup conducting hose. I made it in a garage. You, and Dad, you're always fucking telling me I'm dumb, and I'm not. You know. You know what I? <laughs> what was that character? Wait a he's second. A, he's a Brooklyn Italian guy who makes inventions. His dad doesn't. Respond. Him, but he's like, this is the one where he's Someday, like, Dad. I made a soup conducting hose. How can you say I'm dumb, Dad? I want to go to college. You know, you know what I find weird is uh, since you were talking about how this relates to like insane clown posse, I, I heard it as hose, like female. <laughs> they just conduct some soup. Hose. These hoes are crazy. We're like, this guy, this school has invented these hoes yeah. that are. And I was like, Matt, Matt, really changing your uh, shaggy two dub likes his bitches covered in soup. Soup conducting hose. That's, that's just you know, a women who are in the kitchen a, making up big pots of. It. It's There's, just like those are my soup conducting hoes. Yo, in here, I got these soup conducting hoes. Yo, man, my wet restaurant don't even have waiters. It's got soup conducting hoes. <laughs> then, then laid up for your second course, they're chicken conducting hoes. <laughs> everybody, everybody getting fago. <laughs> All right, the so, the so the actual super conducting super hose. conducting hose. So this is like the magnetic equivalent of an optical fiber. So an optical fiber, fiber optic cables can sure. send light, um, and uh, long distances. This thing, so far, four centimeters is their record, but they okay. reckon they can do a lot longer. They can carry magnetic fields a certain distance. So it can actually conduct an electric, a magnetic field, rather, take it from one place along. It's a, filled, a cylinder of superconducting material filled with a highly magnetic cobalt iron alloy. And they ran a current through a coil at one end to produce a field. The field that leaked out of a crack in the tube four centimeters away was only about four cent- 40% weaker than at the center of the coil. Uh, much longer distances should be possible. So and that's and that's uh, how does that compare to the actual field four centimeters away that wasn't going through that line? I don't know. It doesn't say here. Annoyingly, because okay. um, I mean the, the magnetic field doesn't need a medium. No, but it does sound travel. like it. It does sound like it was stronger at the other end of this coil than it would have been otherwise. Right, right. I'm sure. Uh, which is interesting. That's... That means you. Uh, well, if it's four centimeters long. Let's send it to space. We got a bunch of needles, needles up, up there. there. Just four centimeter. <laughs> I'm, not gonna I'm, I'm not going to make a chest marino dick. I'm not going to make a chest marino joke. You did anyway. But I did. You Freudian slipped the word oh. dick, even though you were wow. trying to not do it. Uh. <laughs> he's in college now, so he's at least eighteen, right? So we're not like committing some crime. So he's got no, but that's the age of everyone that kills insults from like bullying, like. This is awful. <laughs> we love you. Honestly, we love you for writing in and for listening. So Chat, we do. Yeah, we do. Yes, we, like you. You, yeah, one of the genuinely good listeners who actually takes the effort to write in. And what do you get? Thank you, us yeah. and send potential articles that we can cover, which is everything we ask for on this show. And uh, what and do you get? We what are, reward you get? And then we are bullying. Mockery. Chaz, if you're listening to this and you listen to our podcast in the future... It gets better. It does. Get, <laughs> it does get better. And thank you. And Chaz, if you want to donate to our PayPal account, we're going to do that. By I'm probably tell, science. At tell Andy to send you some of his beers <laughs> through the mail. He oh, we, them. do we have someone to thank as well for a PayPal donation? Right? 
Um, I think last week we thanked everyone who donated recently. If we didn't, we'll get to you next week. I apologize if you, if you, any of you else. Oh, you can always go to uh, probablyscience.com and um, there's a little donate button if you want to throw us some money just to help us cover our costs. Not, it's not much. So even you know a few dollars. Yeah, everything not much. Uh, they don't, they don't know how much it costs to host a podcast. Yeah. What if they think it's we're like, still we're still in the red. Suffice to say, we've still spent more on this podcast. Of course, than we've, so you of know, of course, that's because we drink four bottles each of Crystal every time we record, <laughs> which I don't think is necessary. <laughs> Named for the famous t- doctor, of course. Yes. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, we we also do have we didn't we don't really tell you about it, but every experiment we cover, every story we do live. Yeah, yeah we like we third party validation from the penthouse at the Roosevelt Hotel yeah. in Hollywood. So yeah, there's yeah that, we we that bought expense. a 3D printer. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's someone did send in uh, an article uh, a link to a Kickstarter of an affordable 3D printer. You serious? It's already raised three million dollars. Yeah. Who sent that what in? What does he need? Um, that was from. I feel bad. We're still cutting up. We'll get back to the super. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was conductor. pretty much all of that story. Um, but actually, and John has to go in a second. So we'll John just we'll, go. This will be the last thing we talk about. But um, let me see if I can find the actual. This was this the, was a new style of. Uh, no, I just want to know who sent it in because I want to know who's be so bold as to want to three D print themselves a pocket pussy. Pathetic. Okay. <laughs> Pathetic. The, uh, reader who goes by the name of Reed Harmon hey, sent us Reed. a link. Why don't you and Chaz? <laughs> Oh, Jesus no. Christ. Right. I'm hey. taking a stand now. Zero no, I just wanted to take some heat one. off Chaz. Yeah. So let's so shit on another guy that yeah. likes So this Kickstarter, it's a printer that uses the intersection of two lasers to cure liquid, and they're trying to make it um, So this is interesting, because previous, um, like the 3D printers I've seen before, um, lay, lay down thin the sheets. objects in thin, yeah. thin amount. Like, it's almost like squirting out a small amount of plastic in sure. little layers that builds sure. up the object. This instead, I think it sits in liquid... And then, and then um, lasers triangulate on, a, on certain points and fix it into a solid form. That's I love amazing. that they have now done something with the technology that once made a wax King Kong for me at the amusement park. <laughs> like, they now have found a way to make that practical. It's pretty cool. And there's some pictures on this Kickstarter that are amazing, like an Eiffel Tower that has all the intricacies of the... Yeah, uh, holy shit. Yeah. So uh, this is from MIT's Media Lab, and they um, were lucky enough to experience the best and most expensive fabrication equipment in the world, but they became frustrated by the fact that all the professional quality 3D printers were ridiculously expensive and decided to build a solution to the problem themselves, and they're now ready to share it with the world. And this Kickstarter has already raised $2.9 million. This How project. much do they want? Um, actually, no, this might have happened a while ago. 2.95 this, million. This was funded. This finished funding back in October of 2012. What were the rewards? Like, what were the kickbacks? Um, you- Tote bag. If you pledge, tower, everyone no, gets you get a cool 3D thing? Three people pledge $10,000 or more each, and they got to come to a private dinner with a team, get an invitation for them and a friend to come to their launch party, and a signed Form 1 printer package. Kickstarter is just the PBS wow. of internet scams. Like, you know, it's really just like the pledge wow. drive when they want you to pay more to get fine programs like Mystery. No, what John, would you pay uh, for a 3D printer, guys? Nothing. If you saw what this thing can make, you would buy it. Yeah, I, I would spend... Shit, why do I need a 3D printer? Because you can I would make love to prototype anything. stuff. Anything. No, but I do. Yeah. I do like CGI stuff, and I would love to have it prototyped. Because yeah, I do if I do that, so why do I need? But I'd don't spend, get. I spend five hundred. Five hundred is my number. You're angry that people. Would. No, I just don't know what you needed for. I really don't know what they, they don't do need. yet. They print things. I know 3D. what they do, but I don't right. know what an average human would need to you're make. Just, you're just I don't think an average human would. I mean, I think that that. 
you know, anyone in the design field or anything, or, or I mean, I think it's great. I, Haven't you ever wanted to see one of your jokes in like a tangible 3D form? Yeah. Haven't you? No, then I'd find out how not funny it was <laughs> as I got to observe it. And John, where are you going to be doing those not funny jokes next? Uh, uh, tell us where you're going to be, buddy. Uh, That's well, a when, is this, uh, when is this drop? It's going to be tonight. Yeah. Oh, shit. Four well, then they won't be now. able to see uh, the show I have tonight. But um, basically, I just like to say, follow me, uh, John Roy Comic, on Twitter. Uh, that'll tell you all my dates. And that's J-O-H-N? And, uh, J-O-H-N. Uh, my next big thing that people might want to go to is I'm at the Limestone Fest in, uh, in Bloomington, Indiana. It's Excellent. the first year. It's got me, Pete Holmes, Tig Notaro, uh, Maria Bamford, and uh, Jackie Cation. And that's a great lineup. Um, um, it's linked lineup. only by the fact that you all have a collective love of limestone, right? Yeah, we do. We're all into limestone, now, and that's this why is they in picked us. India. This sounds, is this anywhere near Caven Rock, Illinois? Uh, <laughs> Which is where the gathering of the juggalos Oh really? Like, Maybe some juggalos <laughs> will come and kick the shit out of me Because of my jokes I made But the other thing I'd like people to do uh, Especially listeners of your podcast like, might like this I wrote a web series with uh, James Adomian Called Marin in Space oh, Where Mark Marin plays uh, the evil Mark Marin And James Adomian plays the good Mark Marin As a space captain It's on IFC.com it's a great series. Uh, and it's really it's called funny. Marin in Space. So check and that out. And uh, you play a Klingon. Klingon. Yes, you play a Klingon. Basically. Yeah, it's a, you don't we don't have a trademark, not to be a but it's, uh, <laughs> sure. the thing he put on my face was definitely a Klingon prosthetic. Yeah. But uh, that's probably, yeah, John Roy Comic on Twitter and uh, Marin in Space on IFC.com. Um, any, any LA people, uh, if you are anywhere near Santa Monica tonight, I guess it'll be by the time the thing drops, Tuesday night, uh, please come to the show I'm putting on. Um, at the Westside Comedy Theatre at 9 o'clock to m- on Tuesday evening, which is possibly this evening, whenever you're listening to it. Uh, it's a new comedy panel show that I'm trying to make work that pits Americans against foreigners. Okay. That's and great. Oh, this is Citizenship Test? Awesome. Yes, that's okay. exactly what Who I was thinking. Who do you got um, uh, on coming up? So uh, the Americans, I've got Kira Soltanovich, although she's a bit of a cheat because she's technically, she was born, I think she was the born Ukraine. in Russia, she's, but she's the, right. she's... Yeah. That's okay. right, Ukraine. Uh, but she's she's properly gone through the real citizenship test. She's a proper American, and Mike Bridenstine, who's the most American person I know. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what that says about our country, but it is probably is. true. Uh, <laughs> and for the foreigners, I got uh, Andy Osho, who's a very funny British comedian and friend of the show, Will Anderson. Cool, that's a cool. great lineup. Uh, Australian great lineup. comic. Um, and I'll be hosting, and I'm going to spend the rest of tonight and tomorrow writing the rest of the questions. But please come to that, 9 o'clock at the Westside Comedy Theatre. It's a lovely little venue. Tickets are only $5. I'll be there. That's great. I'm Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's on the out. promenade, but it's in the you have to go around. Yes, it's, like it's weird, quite tricky to like, find and park a few Google streets away because otherwise you. you get charged. But, um, but yeah, you've got to go down a little alleyway that's on the other side yeah. of the food court. But it's a great little venue, and it should be a really fun show. So it's please come room. to that. Um, but in the meantime... Um, John, thank you so much for oh, joining yeah. us for Thanks this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, what what you lacked in science knowledge, you made up for in obscure musical. That that I can do. <laughs> Fact. Yeah. Sure. By far. Um, and as always, thank you for listening. Um, please do email us in. Please tweet us. Please um, subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already, and give us nice ratings and write ups on iTunes if you haven't already, because that helps uh, really boost our numbers. Tell your friends. And Chaz, we are extremely sorry. We are so extremely sorry. grateful. Yeah, no, thank you so much, and, uh, Chaz. I wish you luck in the bioengineering field. And please write no, to of us. Course. <laughs> and, and thank you so much for writing in. And, and just uh, send the dick pic to Jesse. <laughs> only to Jesse. I know. I've, I'm clearly just projecting what I want onto this podcast. <laughs> and uh, that's, um, that's going to be uh, jessiecase at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.